This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employers respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Ooh, savage. I like to keep it real simple. Okay, I need you. Today's podcast episode will be us, you guys and myself. So I need you guys to start asking questions this whole episode is going to be me connecting with my live audience here on TikTok today. All right, first question, how did you or do you come up with your content? So I talked about this a long time ago, but I showed you guys how I watch TikTok and it was always the video would be playing and I would go to the comments and I would read the comments in my head. The same way I read them to you guys, I went ahead and did a video about it and you guys loved it and said, keep going. So how I find my content is stuff might come up on my FYP. I watch the whole video. The other thing is, is people send me tons of videos. So when someone sends me a video, I don't even bother looking at it. I literally, I see the front video, right? I, I see like whatever that is on the screen and then I'll start my reaction. Now, if it's dumb, I don't even bother doing the video. I erase it. I move on. I keep pushing. But if it's funny to me, I go based on what's funny to me. That's how I do the video. So based on what's funny to me, and then I'll go in and I'll, I'll read the comments. I am from Ohio. I live in Cincinnati. I've been here. I've been back here since 04. What was the hardest decision you made, but yet was the best decision? Good question. Hardest decision was getting divorced because I didn't want to break up my son's home. And I felt super guilty and I waited for a really long time, but I felt super, super guilty about doing that because I didn't want my son to have two parents in you know, two places. So that was really hard for me, um, but it was good because I felt like, and this might resonate, um, it was hard for me because I knew, like, I felt at this point that I was just kind of a roommate. I was 
just going through motions. I was just a wife. I was just a mom. And it was like, I have a college education. Like, I have my bachelor's degree. I've started multi-million dollar companies. I've done this. I've done that. And here I am literally picking up my husband's clothes off the freaking floor and washing them and having them ready for him. And it was just... I have always, always felt like I'm supposed to do something big and be able to help a lot of people. And I just kept taking a step back and saying, I'm not doing any of that. I'm sitting here. This is you right now. I'm seeing a lot of comments. I'm seeing a ton of comments in here that I feel this. This is me right now. Um, and, and I asked. I I was, I, first of all, I just sucked it up and I was like, oh, it is what it is. But then I would ask, hey, this is how I feel. This is what's going on. And I feel like it would change for a little bit. It might change for a week or two weeks. And then it was going right back to what it was. I would take care of the house. I would take care of the bills. I would take care of this. I would take care of that. So it was hard because I felt like I was finally putting myself first by saying I want the divorce. I was putting myself first. And I hadn't done that for so, so long. So it was really hard. Um, how long were you married? We were married just under 12 years and we dated six years before that. You've been divorced for years. So now when it comes to the dating side of things, when you have been in a relationship for so long and you felt like things weren't going the way that you wanted them to go or you felt like you just were second, third, fourth fiddle, now, as you look at dating, you're just like, uh-uh, if I see similar patterns, I'm not I'm not down with that, and I don't really have to. It was really hard for me to leave, right, in the marriage. It was really hard for me to ask for the divorce. But going into the dating side of things, you have nothing. You're not committed to this person. You're not like, oh, my goodness, I have a child with him or I have this, I have that. Like you're just dating someone. So if you see something that you're just like, that is a ginormous red flag. That's going to put me back into the same situation that I was in before. I don't want it. You saw, okay. So someone said they've been divorced for a number of years, tried dating, but you saw the same patterns. And I feel like eventually someone, the right person's going to come along. But I am also not at a point in my life where I'm like, I'm just going to cling on to anything. I feel like the longer I was single and have been single, the more I can kind of take myself out of a situation and see. Because I firmly believe if you are a relationship hopper or jumper, which means that you go from one relationship to another, you don't have time to heal. So you don't have time to heal. So you're taking the relationship, right? You're taking the relationship that you had, which is 20 years or 20 whatever, right? 20 years. You take that and you put and project all of that stuff on the next person. Bad and good. They didn't earn the good stuff yet. And they didn't really even earn the bad stuff yet. So they haven't earned anything, right? They haven't earned anything and people are just giving them the goods and the bad. Allow them to build up the relationship with you, right? Allow them to build that relationship up with you and not just literally say, oh, well, I feel comfortable with you now because I went from one relationship into the other. And the other thing is, is I feel like when you're in a relationship, there's your significant other, you, and then the two of you. And when you jump into another relationship, 
you you never figured out who you were again. You're still taking the your other significant other and then you and that significant other. I feel like you need to take that time in between. You would love to get married? I mean, I hope you're not asking me cuz no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes, I'm still friends with I'm still friends with my ex. What it comes down to is we have a child together. That child did not ask to be born. He did not. He did not. We need to make sure that we are the best co-parents that we can be. Do I cuss him out at times? Hell yeah, I do. He gets on my ever-loving nerves. I, I mean, I don't care whether you're together or not together. People are going to get on your nerves. I'm sure I get on his nerves. It, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, we are there to parent our child. We ended up having lunch after his basketball game, almost like dinner. We ended up having like a late lunch, early dinner. And then, and then... We ended up playing, uh, he, they came back to my house later and we played cards. Simple as that. If my son wants family time, then I don't think there's anything wrong with giving him that. Uh, what is the funniest story about your kids? Oh my goodness. Hmm. My son is just really funny. Like he's a funny kid. Um, no, you cannot be my ex. <laughs> How do you co-parent so well? I'll come back to the funny story because, I mean, there's just so freaking many. I mean, one of of the funny ones that you guys kind of caught was, okay, hold on. I'll I'll tell you two. I'll tell you two. One of the funny ones is someone asked him because he was behind me when I was doing one of my videos. And I said to the comments and he was back there like, to the comments, to the comments. So like he always does that. Always does that. I'm like, boy. Um, The other day we were riding in the car. And we were going up and down hills. And we were going up and down and up and down and up and down. And he goes, dang, mommy. I was like, what? He's like, every time you go up a hill, it makes my balls drop. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I swear, poor God, I love that kid so (laughs) I love him so much. But he's just always like super quick-witted. Like, I think that's just how we are. Is your ex in a relationship? Uh, That's a question for him. How do you co-parent so well? Because at the end of the day, what people have to remember, at some point, right or wrong, you loved the other person, right? Y- you loved them. You saw something in them that you ended up marrying them, having a kid with them, you know, doing all of those things. So I think sometimes people fall out of love. Sometimes don't people don't put the effort in. Or sometimes people go in relationships completely blinded, right? Like, I don't know. Did I go into the relationship seeing his potential? And not seeing who he was when he showed me who he was. That very well could be for me, right? Maybe it was, well, he's a good guy. And for the most part, he treats me well. Like, he's not doing anything bad to me. But I think I saw the potential of, you know, X, Y, or Z. Uh, One of the things that really got me was I had three miscarriages before I had my son. Comes to having my child. We're in the hospital. I give him a gift. And he looked at me and goes, oh. Well, I didn't get you anything. And I was like, it's fine, whatever. So then I had my son October 22nd. Mother's Day rolls around. And it's probably 2, 3, 4 o'clock. Finally, I couldn't take it. I was like, are you seriously not going to do anything for me for Mother's Day? And he's like, oh, oh, oh. Ran to the gas station, did his thing. But it was just like, wow, this is not what I, 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 I don't want to have to parent you. I just had a kid. I want to focus on parenting that child. I don't want to parent you. So I think that was a struggle for me was 
I didn't, I don't even think I noticed that. I don't think I noticed that I kind of had to parent him throughout our relationship. Not gas station sushi, no. I don't even like sushi anyway, so <laughs> if it was gas station, that would have been even worse. Yes, the older my son gets, the the comments are even more, yes. You don't do holidays? Well, then it's very important that you end up with someone that doesn't do holidays either. Because if your person, if your significant other does holidays, you are going to continually let them down. Every single holiday, you're going to let them down. And eventually, it's not going to end up working out. What's my most embarrassing moment? Oh, Lord. Okay, I don't know how embarrassing this was, but because I like to laugh at myself, but I'm going to tell you. One of my most embarrassing moments. Okay, has anyone ever had asparagus? Yes, we keep it real over here. We keep it real. You got to be savage occasionally. I know that's right. Okay, listen. First time that I remember having asparagus. I ate asparagus. I don't remember what it was for. Nothing crazy. But they, I just had gotten medication for something, and I don't remember what it was for. It wasn't anything crazy, so don't act like it was. Um, but I had asparagus. I went to the bathroom, and that was the first day I was on that medication. And have you ever had asparagus, and then you go to the bathroom, and it smells like hot garbage? Like, it literally smells like hot garbage. So I was like, what the fuck? What is this? So I call, <laughs> I called the pharmacy and I was like, um, I don't know if I'm having a reaction oh to this medication. I was like, but I don't see anything in here that says that my urine should smell so bad. She was like, oh, what's it smell like? I'm like, it smells like trash. <laughs> And she's like, nope, nope, that's not one of the side effects. That's not one of the side effects. Looking back at it now, I'm like, she probably thought I had some fucking STD or something. Like, well, if it's green and smelly, it wasn't green for the record, but it smelled so bad and I had no idea. So this poor pharmacist is like, well, I got someone online too that pisses hot trash. <laughs> So I don't know who that was, but I'm sorry. I did not know that asparagus was going to make your urine smell bad. That is an FYI to anyone in this chat. If you have not had asparagus, you're probably, your urine's going to smell bad later. <laughs> oh my God. Someone said, yeah, I did that too. Not pharmacy, but I was on a date and freaked out. <laughs> Okay, so look, my comical relief here just allowed people to understand they did not know if they ate asparagus that the urine would smell funny. <laughs> Surprisingly, I did know that. If you're just joining us, the questions that you're asking are going to be on this week's episode of the podcast. Wait till they hear, but I don't like Brussels sprouts. See, who who did I just enlighten? People are like, I had no idea. What was your most embarrassing moment as a mom? As a mom? Okay, listen. This wasn't mine, but I will tell you this embarrassing moment for my mom. <laughs> okay. So, my mom and my sister, my mom and my sister were at the grocery store. <laughs> And I get a phone call and they're laughing so hard. Like, 
you can't hear what they're saying. I'm like, what's wrong? What's going on? What is going on? What's going on? So my sister is like, oh, oh, oh. And I was like, did you guys get into an accident? Like, what's going on? And she finally was like, hold on a second. And then I realized they were laughing. So my mom was at the grocery store. And they're down this aisle and apparently lets a fart just rip. Right? <laughs> she just lets it. <laughs> Let's it rip. So my my sister's in the aisle with her, and she's like, "Come on, come on, come on, come on! Like, like let's get out of this aisle." So they get out of the aisle. <laughs> they get out of the aisle, and someone walks down that aisle and was like, "I swear, I hate coming here. It always smells like shit." <laughs> oh, my mom crop dusted somebody. Yes. And so then they were still laughing about it. My mom was still laughing about it. She went to go pick up some yogurt and bent down and let another one rip really loud. I'm about to be in my pants right now. So then she couldn't get up. She was laughing so hard that she's like, I started to pee my pants. So she's like, it was just a tinkle. So anyway, they get in the car and they're laughing so hard about it when they call me to tell me about it. My mom's like, I can't stop. I'm peeing. I'm peeing right now. So my mom's literally peeing in the car because it was so funny. I'm like, turn or I was like, turn your seat warmer on. <laughs> I'm like, turn your seat warmer on. Turn your seat warmer on. So literally, I'm envisioning she just got a puddle of pee, and then now it's hot, extra hot because she's got her seat warmer on. So when anyone is like, "What's your favorite mom funny story?" I, my mom. <laughs> I love you guys. Right back. I'm trying to think of an embarrassing mom moment for me. I'm sure. I'm sure that I do. Okay. Okay. Here was one. I well, I don't know how embarrassing it is, but I was nursing. So I'm nursing and you know, like for those of you who don't have any idea, right? What happens is when your milk comes in and you don't release that milk, like you just feel so enlarged, like you're going to bust. These were the biggest boobs I've ever had in my life when I was nursing. But anyway, my, they were huge and it was just like, oh my gosh, they're about to bust. Well, something happened and it, it can hurt. Yes, it hurts. So something happened and all of a sudden they just started letting down. And what that means is when they let down, it just means the milk just starts coming out. So all of a sudden they start letting out and I'm screaming, wait, stop, hold on, you can't do that. So I grab a cup and I'm trying, I'm sitting here with like two, <laughs> two cups because that's liquid gold. You do not want any of that to like get spilled, nothing. So I'm literally standing there crying with two cups. Why, why is this happening to me? Why is this going on right now? It was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> And I know other moms in here are like, yes, I know. It's like, it's not like you can pinch it and hold it off. Then it just squirts. So yeah, you just got to like get the cups out. And I grabbed the cup. I just grabbed a cup and I was like, has TikTok changed the way you and your son interact with each other, especially in public? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I can say that very quick. And people on here can say the same thing. When it comes to my kid, he's first and foremost. So if he comes on a live, if I'm on a live feed and he comes on a live feed and he needs to be corrected or he needs something for me or whatever, I try not to go live too much when he's there. Um, everything stops. And people on here can tell everything stops. My son is first. Um, if I need to correct him in public, he gets corrected. 
right? If he's acting some kind of way that he's not supposed to be acting, I'm going to let him know that because I want to stay true to who I am. Oh, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to be out in public and him act like a terror and me not correct him. Then regardless, he's going to think that it's acceptable behavior or someone watching is going to think that that's acceptable behavior. And that's not, and it's not. So he knows, like, I'm just pretty much what you see is what you get. And he knows that. So, yeah. And he's a great, he is, he's a great kid, but he's a kid. So I expect him to do things and push boundaries. I expect that. Now, I will say we have had to change some things um, in public or just for our safety, if that makes sense. So, like, if we're in public and it's as simple as this, someone, you'll go up to, like, a cash register or whatever, and they're like, what's your zip code or what's your phone number? And I'm like, and he knows the same thing. So, as far as that is concerned, yes, we've changed some of that. We've changed some of that, yes. But the way we act or interact, no. My kids respectful, everyone but me. Okay, I will say this. I feel like kids outside of your home, okay, because I've had this conversation with someone before. I feel like kids outside of their home are going to act a little bit differently than in home. And in home should be their safe place to, I don't want to say act out in a bad way. That's not what I mean. But to be raw, authentically themselves. Does that make sense? So if he's frustrated, if he's frustrated, he might not externalize that to a random stranger walking by. But if he's home and he's like, damn, that pissed, you know, he's not gonna say that, but that pissed me off or that's this or that's that. He's allowed to have that. So I feel like I want him to have his true, safe, unapologetic feelings when we're at home for sure. I don't want my son running around telling every random stranger, oh, I feel really sad today. Like, or, oh, I feel this today. Or, oh, my mom got me this. I'm really excited. They're going to be like, what the hell? What's wrong with you? So I I do feel like being at home, they're going to act a little bit different. Yeah, they get to unwind and and do their thing. Because we got to remember, they're at school having to mind everything. And then when they get home, they just kind of want to relax and be like, ugh. But here's the thing. I think... If you're hearing teachers say, oh, my God, your kid is a terror in school or outside of the house, then that is a different story. But if I get, oh, my goodness, your kid's so well behaved and then at home, he's still really well behaved, but he lets loose a little bit more, too. Right. He he can voice his opinion. that He's not going to be able to voice at school. I'm not saying let them run loose. Am I a morning person? Here's my struggle. I like getting up early in the morning. But I also like to stay up late. (laughs) So that's my problem. But I would say I'm more of a morning person, meaning I would enjoy staying up more if I could get up early and not have like, I don't like sleeping in. I feel like if I sleep in, my day's wasted. I like the sun. I like the light. I like bright. So I, I lose out on that if I sleep in. But in college, your girl would stay up till like 5 a.m., <laughs> Has your kid ever played you against his dad to get what he wanted? Um, he, I mean, maybe he might have like once or twice, but he knows like mama doesn't play that. Like, I just am like, wait a minute, wait, you what? You already asked your dad. So he, he knows being an only child, like that's hard to get away with stuff. That's hard to get away with stuff. But you know what? He's a kid. He's going to test it. I mean, I tested it. I remember my last Christmas with my dad and I was 20, 28, I think. And I remember saying something to my mom and it was like, 
oh, hey, let's go get a live Christmas tree. She's like, I don't know. I don't think so. So I went to my dad and I was like, hey, dad, mom said it was fine to go get a live Christmas tree this year. I think everyone should just get dressed and we'll go. And he's like, okay. So he got dressed. Everyone got dressed. We all got into the car. We went and got a live Christmas tree that year. We went around and looked at Christmas lights, got hot chocolate, looked at the Christmas lights. And I'm so thankful that we did. And I'm so thankful that I did that because my dad passed away that year. Um, but we have that memory. We have the memory of going to get a live tree and the memory of like looking at the lights. And then I cut off some of that Christmas tree and saved it. I still have it. I saved it for my mom, my mom my, and my sisters and myself. What's your favorite thing to do with your son? I have a lot. I have a lot of of things I like to do. I like to just, this sounds weird, but I like to just hang out with him. Like just hang out, literally no phones, no anything, and just be with him and let him talk to me and and watch him and see how his facial expressions are have been changing and, and hear his new vocabulary and just literally be in you know with one with him. So I love doing that. I love watching him play sports. It's so fun. I, I really enjoy just watching him grow and develop. And then there's times where I'm like, oh my gosh, like he's already 10. It's like a distant memory that I could even hold him like this. So last night he was at his dad, he was out to dinner and then they were coming back to going back to his dad's. And I said, can you just swing by real quick? I just need to cuddle you. And he's like, okay. So he came in and he laid how he used to lay when he was real little and I was like, oh, it just took me back. But yes, those are the things. Just uninterrupted, hanging out because everyone's so busy and everyone has their attention pulled in a bazillion directions. But just literally being present with him and playing games with him. We play Uno a lot. Um, he likes, I think it's Kids Against Humanity or something similar to that. He loves that game. So yeah, just watching. How do you decompress from social media? That's a great one. I decided that I needed to decompress. So I started taking some weekends off because what I have found is since this is all so new, right? You know, the TikTok, Facebook, everything's so new. A lot of creators feel like they have to be on all the time and they have to post all the time. And I was one of those creators for a while. I'm like, I'm trying to build my platform. I need to be posting several times a day. I need to continue, continue, continue. And eventually I was like, I can't keep this pace up and I don't want to keep this pace up because it's affecting the time that I have with my kid. I can't always be on my phone scrolling and trying to pay attention to him at the same time. I can't do it. And looking at why do we work 40 hour work weeks? Obviously, there's somewhere, some data, some something that says we need a break. So there's nothing different in whatever job that you do. You need a break. You know, you have to have a break. Excuse me. Mine is a little different. Because I enjoy talking to you guys and hanging out. You're like my family. So it was kind of like, yeah, but I kind of miss my family when I take a day or two off. Uh, but I had to realize that I have to also reset. I need time. I need downtime. I need time to think. I need time to organize. I need time to plan. I need, you know, just my life. What's the one thing that your kid does when you're like, oh, yep, that's my kid. Uh, literally will crack a joke like that. Like my mom, we were hanging out one day and my mom said something. I think she wanted something to eat. I don't know. She said something and my kid immediately doesn't miss a beat. She, perfect opportunity and he's yelling D's nuts like constantly. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Um, a 100% thing that was my kid, 100% thing that was my kid, he's at his basketball game 
we get to one of the games and they're playing music. So music is going, music's going, and my kid's over on the bench, right? Because they're like on a break. And he's not, I think it was like halftime or timeout. And he literally is getting down. He is getting down. And my mom's like, look at him. I'm like, I know that is 100% my child. So then it was another timeout and they're all standing like, you know, in a little huddle, whatever. And my kid is just getting it. And she's like, he's not even paying attention. I was like, oh, he's paying attention. We can do two things at once and just get down. So 100% that is my child. Just getting down wherever, whenever. That That is definitely me and him. That is definitely him. Do I meditate? Um, there is an app that when I was getting extremely stressed, I used the app and I would wake up and I would play that first thing in the morning and or I'd play it when I would walk. So what I try to do is get up get breakfast, get my son up, get his breakfast, get him out the door, drop him off because I drive him to school, drop him off, come back, and then I walk. So I try to walk like mm, a mile and a half, two miles-ish around there every morning. So doing that, that's when I would play that as well because I was not in a good headspace. I just felt like everyone needed things for me. I couldn't relax. I couldn't calm down. And I was like, I, I need to find outlets for myself like right now my bathroom I I just finished my basement had my ceilings vaulted and I had been saving up for all this and then my bathroom I was gonna wait and they're like oh we can kind of do it now I said okay well it's kind of been drug out and drug out I just found out today it's gonna take another week at least um but I want that space so I have a nice calming place to go to and I didn't have that because I had like shell wallpaper and like the shower, every time I got in the shower, the shower curtain's like touching my leg and creeping me out. Um, so I'm like, I need to create spaces in my house for myself to be able, you know, to be able to relax. Uh, you like music, but do you play any instruments? I played the piano when I was really little um, and then I stopped and I sang. I was in the choir. That's kind of, that was what I did. I wasn't going to say I was any good. I just was in the choir. You have, you had to choose. <laughs> You had to choose one or the other. Have I ever? Oh, yes. Have I ever considered homeschooling? Yes, I have. When he was going to school in like kindergarten, there were about 26 kids in his class. He's the only child. So I was a little worried because he is pretty bright. And I was worried that they weren't going to be able to challenge him enough to engage him and keep him interested. And I was right. I was right. Um, It was a struggle. We ended up switching. I was going to send him to a private school anyway. And we ended up switching schools. But I knew that if we sent him private, that was a 11-year commitment, right? Because I didn't want to pull him from that school. And when you go to private school, like you got to pay. No one helps you, right? You, you're like, here's the money. like You got to pay for it. So I was a little nervous about that. And then we ended up moving into the district that we're in right now because it was close to the private school. And I still kind of wish I would have either sent him there or maybe done homeschool. But we did homeschooling during COVID. And that really wasn't my cup of tea. I would rather have someone else come in and teach him just because that's a lot. It's a, it's almost back to when I was a stay-at-home mom with him. So so that was definitely during COVID. It was like, okay, I don't want to homeschool him, but I do. I liked having him there. I liked having lunch with him. I liked being able to answer any questions that he had. Um, but being mom, then being teacher, then being mom, that to me, I was like, that's going to be really hard. But we just talked about the other day and he was like, I would love to be homeschooled. And I'm like, I know it's not about me. 
I was at some point in a deep depression and your platform made my days. Aw, Willie, thank you. That's honestly, I feel like ever since I was little, because I was asked this question, right? Is it too personal? Uh, uh, hang on and I'll hold that comment. So ever since I was little, I always felt like I was supposed to do something big, right? Ha- have some kind of platform, have some kind of something to be able to help people. And I never really knew what it was when I was coaching. So I, I coached for, I don't know, 30 years or something crazy. So coaching, I thought that was the impact I was supposed to have. It, it's on a large scale of people. It helped them become decent humans outside of school. Uh, you know, I pushed them. I pulled the best out of them I possibly could. Things that they didn't think they could ever even like get out of themselves. So I thought that's what my mission was supposed to be. And then COVID happens and all of this comes about. And finally settled in my soul, I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And that is helping the masses. That is giving you guys a voice, giving myself a voice, but giving you guys a voice. That is helping helping people realize that, look, if you if I listed all the trauma that I've been through in my life, but I still feel like, well, you know, it's another day. Here we go. Um, I feel like I'm kind of just giving hope for people. So I, I feel at home now. It's not like I felt before of, well, what am I supposed to be doing? This doesn't feel right. Like when I was married, this doesn't really feel right because I'm not doing what I feel like God's called me to do. I'm not doing what I feel deep down inside I should be doing. It's like this bubble that wanted to bust and I'm just sitting in the background watching everybody else live. And here I am just, I'm just a wife and I'm doing laundry and I'm just doing this and I'm doing that. And it was just like this thing needed to come out and be able to express itself. So so now I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, is this too personal? Why divorced? Okay. Uh, no, it's it's not, it's not too personal at all. I felt like my dad had passed away. My ex had met him. My ex um, actually lived with us as my when my dad passed away. So my ex had met him. My dad knew him. He's like, he's a good guy. He's immature, but he's a good guy. You know, I know he loves you. And I think that when my dad passed away, I knew that. I remembered that. And I feel like I held on to that. Even though I saw some things I wasn't like the biggest fan of, um, and I try not to say too much because I don't want you guys forming an opinion about him. Right. Like this is my side of it. This is how I felt. This is how I saw things, which is true. It it is what it is. But I've never come on and bashed him because I don't think that that's I don't think that that's right to come on and be like, oh, he's a horrible. You know what? Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone does dumb stuff. That's what I can say about that. But I got married because I almost felt like I had my dad's blessing and I didn't have my dad around anymore. Right. So, you know, we got married. Things happened, whatever. Um, but then it just kind of kept going in a way that I just knew I wasn't happy. I just wasn't happy. And I would ask for him to change. And it was like, he just kept showing me he would for a short term and then he wouldn't, he would go back. And it was like, well, I'm beating my head against the wall. I I don't want to do this anymore. So that kind of was that. Have you had, and I told you guys before, it really was hard for me to make that decision because I didn't want to break up. I came from... My parents were married 32 years before my dad passed away. So I came from the old school thought of you stay together no matter what. But I was like, I just cannot do this. I can't do it. Have you ever had to deal with threats or haters like for some creators? Yes. Yes. Um, I would say there have been some really crazy, insane things. What I care about right now the most is being a good mom, 
making sure I'm protecting my child and continuing on with the savage family. That's really how did I respond to that situation? Which one? Uh, the first one where people were saying nasty things, I was just like, you know what? Everyone's going to have an opinion, just like everyone has an asshole. Like, it is what it is. So, go on and do your thing. That's fine. I'm going to continue to do my thing. If you eventually get your head out of your butt and realize I'm not a bad person, good for you. And if you don't, well, you know what? The sun's never really going to shine on your face again. I don't know. It is, it is what it is. So, I just kind of let that one go. With the address, I had to get cops involved. I had to do, like, other certain things. So, that that was not fun for me. But... Yeah, and I tend to, honestly, I tend to just let it roll off my back. If someone's mean, I just laugh about it. I'm like, okay, you must be having a bad day. Or if they come in my live chat and they try to say something mean or hateful, I'm like, are you good now? Did you get the attention you needed? Next time, just tell me to say your name and I'll say your name. And nine times out, like 9.9 times out of 10, they're like, my bad, you're right. And they hang out and then they become like part of the family. Having a platform can be scary. It can. But you learn a lot along the way if you want to. If you want to, you learn a lot along the way. If you're not like super closed-minded and be like, well, no, no, no. You have to evolve a little bit too, right? Do you want a hug? Okay, I met three people last weekend. It was like each place I went to, someone new I I met. And they're like, I love you. And my best friend is not a hugger. She does not want you hugging her. It's like, I think I got her shirt that's like a cactus. It's like, no hugs, please, or something like that. Um, But she's not a hugger. And she made the comment. She was like, this was a while ago. She actually made this comment. She was like, people love hugging you. And I was like, I know, I love it. And she was like, that would freak me out. Because we're just so opposite that way. And so the other day, um, I was with her at two of the places. Or no, yeah, yeah, at two of the places I was with her. And she was like, I just think it's so awesome that people like you and they just want to hug you. <laughs> so it's like she saw it in the first place and was just like, I don't I don't think I could do that. And now she's just like, I just love the fact that people feel drawn to you enough that they want to come hug you like they're part of your family. And I'm like, that's exactly right. So I love it. I love it. The o- I only had one little issue when someone was like, they hugged me and they wouldn't let go. <laughs> and then they wouldn't let go again. Are you working on a book? I don't know. We'll see. So we can run up and hug you. Uh, that's what most people did. They're, okay, listen. I'm going to give you this funny story. We were at a basketball game, and there's this super, super tall guy. And he looks at me. He looks at me. And I look at him. <laughs> and he looks over. He's like, I'm going to try and say this really low. And I was like, what's up? He's like, I know who you are. <laughs> and I started laughing. He's like, he just gave me a big old hug. <laughs> they were all so nice but his son just played against my son in the basketball game and it was really cute and, and I really loved the fact that he wanted to come up and say hi yeah he he was super nice and then I met a waitress and I don't remember the bar uh, but I met her and she was super nice too so everyone has been so so nice about everything and then I get a lot of messages like I saw you here but I didn't want to come say hi and bother you I'm like no come say hi so I, I really enjoy that. I, I like knowing, I like knowing that things resonate with you, that you are part of the Savage fam, that normally people will give me stories like, I was in a bad place and and this happened, or I just love your content because it makes me laugh. I, I, I like hearing that feedback. A few of my friends have seen you out and they said you are so nice. Aw. I probably saw, I'd probably cry if I saw you. I did have one of those interactions. I was at a store 
and we were in a dressing room. Um, I was trying to get clothes for my sister and there was a person so, so, oh my gosh, she was so sweet and she was helping us out. And at the very, very end, we were in there a good hour. At the very end, I turn around, I rang out and I turn around and she's standing there and she's like, I, I, she couldn't get her words out. She's like, basically she's like, I know who you are. And I was like, oh my God, why didn't you say something? And she was like shaking. She's like, can I get a picture with you? I was like, oh my gosh. So she's probably one that I hugged and held onto for a while because I, I was like, I don't want you to feel awkward. Like, yeah. I'd cry from happiness. Yeah, I don't think anyone sees me and cry like, oh my God, it's a girl. Get me out of here. <laughs> uh, does your son get more attention now from kids his age because of your success? That's a great question. I went, this was uh, maybe three, four months ago. Or no, it was probably longer than that, actually. We were at his soccer practice and the parents could play. So it was like end of season, like last practice, parents could jump in and play. A couple of them knew that I had played soccer, and they're like, oh, Coma's mom's the goat. She's the goat. And then one of the kids is like, and she's TikTok famous. <laughs> so I think, and then one day I heard him saying to someone like, yeah, and she's verified on Facebook and Instagram and TikTok. I was like, oh, my God, the fact that he's so, like, into it. I absolutely love it. And he likes doing some of them. He likes doing some of the videos. Um, sometimes he's like annoyed with it, but for the most part, he likes it. <laughs> Will I come over for dinner? <laughs> no. <laughs> Crystal clear. Us redheads just hit different. I know that. What color of the rainbow are you? Describe what would be your color. Bitch, I'm the entire rainbow. <laughs> Does your son have a shirt that says, uh, that reads my mom is a savage? Should he? What's my comfort food? Chocolate cake. Chocolate cake. All day. Any new dating stories? Um, no. No, I have not been out. Okay, I do have one dating story real quick. We talked about us doing the 31 dates and 31 days again. I'd like to know... Should we do the dating game again? Oh, okay. They're like, it's better when someone else says it. So how that worked is I essentially picked a date. They came on the date. It was like a live. I should do these in person, maybe. But the live feed will be up. You guys are able to ask the questions. I have to ask some of the questions in the chat to this person. Not the credit card guy, no. <laughs> I have to ask these I have to ask these questions from the chat while I'm on the date and you guys get to say yes, no. You guys obviously get to interject. So that is how it works. It is live. Um, I think that we do it again. I'm all for it. Because my last official date, um, the guy's credit card declined the second time. <laughs> Let's tell this story and then this will be it. So I go on a date with someone who's older than me and I'm like, oh, I don't really date people that much older than me. I think he was like five years maybe older than me. And I was like, let's try this. Let's try something new. We go out on a date and we're sitting there and he made a comment about the waitress. He was like, you can always tell by a good waitress, you know, like if someone's credit card declines, if they're loud about it. So anyhow, he goes to pay. She comes back. He gets this alert and goes, uh-oh. She comes back. She's like, sir, this card is not working. <laughs> I'm laughing so hard. And it's a nice restaurant. I'm laughing so freaking hard. So 
So anyway, he then pays. We go out for ice cream afterwards. And he literally is talking to everyone. We sat there for a good 45 minutes to an hour. And every single person that walked by us, he had to have something to say to them. Every single person. So he was supposed to go to this event with me. And I then was like, I'm going to re- I said, were you nervous? And he's like, no. So I was like, okay, well, if he's not nervous, it's just how he is. And I, he's more of a liability to me at a nice event. Like, I, I don't know if I could take him. So I was like, I'm going to rescind my invitation. And he's like, oh, okay. And I was like, I'm not trying to be rude or mean. I just don't know you well enough to take you to this event. Okay. I said, but I'd be more than happy to go out again. And he was like, yeah, let's do that. So he meets me after that event. We go to this event. I run into people I haven't seen in a few years and they're standing at the dance on the dance floor, looking onto the dance floor. I'm like behind them, maybe by like three feet. The date comes up in between, smacks the people in the butt, smacks one of the dudes in the butt. The guy turns around and looks at me and my eyes are like, Oh my God. I was like, it, 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 I couldn't even get it out. I'm never speechless. And I was like, it wasn't me. It was him. So that was my last dating experience. Um, so I've kind of held strong and decided <laughs> that maybe until I can find someone that's not going to do that kind of bullshit. Um, yes. So make sure you guys are hitting that follow button. Subscribe. We love having you here. And that's a wrap. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wildcard on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends. It's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.